Hello and we are back. It's episode 16 of our paper reviews right here on the Caledonian Kings Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Mark and joining me as ever. He's a Sean Michaels to my Triple H. That's my good buddy Stuart. <laughs> How you doing man? <laughs> uh, what an intro. <laughs> uh, very well mate yourself. Aye, good man. I really called you Triple H. I didn't want you to get hot at me from the, from the get-go. So I thought... <laughs> <laughs> So we are back, we're reviewing WWE Vengeance from 2006, the sixth instalment of the Vengeance pay-per-view. Uh, I think it's safe to say, Stuart, that Vengeance pay-per-views always seem to be strong ones, from memory anyway. Do you Gen- agree with that? Generally solid, um, up until the point that it became a Raw exclusive brand uh, pay-per-view, I always thought it was brilliant. It was one of the better B pay-per-views of the year. Um, obviously, we'll watch the, the pay-per-view that we're going to talk about but I'll also kind of go back and see what the previous cards were as I'm sure you do yourself um, mm-hmm. a man of research uh, the <laughs> professor Mike Tenet as you are um, <laughs> you know have you got have you got a favourite have you got a favourite Vengeance pay-per-view well I mean there's been a couple of good ones I mean if you call back sort of 2001 um, that's the famous night where Jericho yeah. beat Rock and Austin uh, became the undisputed champion Um and I think that was kind of that wasn't the, I think it was the first vengeance as well that year. So it was kind of like you know, bang, you know, that, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how you made your money, sort of thing. It was you're going to bring us a new pay per view, bring them something to remember. Um, yeah, and it's it's also kind of parts and parcel that Jericho will always be kind of associated with vengeance, and vengeance will always be associated with that night that the the belts get unified for the first time. Um, out with that, obviously you've got I mean you've got three you've got three main events back to back there. Obviously Austin. Uh, versus Angle for the WWF title, then Jericho Rock for the the WCW title, the World Championship, whatever you want to call it. Yep. And then obviously the the, the final. But I mean, out with that, the rest of the card pretty solid as well. Um, yeah. That's the kind of first uh, Hardy Boys kind of feud together. Yeah. As a special guest referee, so that was that kind of shenanigans as well. Uh, Undertaker in a hardcore match, you know I mean? The Undertaker is in the third <laughs> line of titles there. You know Stack I mean? roster. <laughs> not even in the Intercontinental pictures, obviously Edge versus Regal. Um, yep. Holy shit. I, I, I remember <laughs> in like 2003 as well, I think Ben Juan Guerrero opened the show and he had a fantastic match. That was a new US title, just I sort of came yeah, about. That's right. Yeah, that was uh, another tournament that uh, Guerrero got to the final <laughs> And uh, fucking hell, he likes a good tournament. Yeah, um, and I think the year before this one as well, Batista and Triple H had their hell in a cell, which I think was the final blow-off in their feud. I think because it lands in between Mania and SummerSlam, I don't know if that just seems to be the perfect time to have the pay-per-view. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice warm-up to SummerSlam, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so I mean, June 25th, 2006, um, from the Charlotte Bobcats Arena in Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> Flair country, um, 6,800 in attendance, $400,000 spent at the gate, um, and 429,000 pay-per-view buys worldwide. Business looks okay here. Not a huge crowd. Um, I don't know if that's to do with the, the arena, because it looked pretty filled in. Um I don't know if maybe they picked the wrong venue for this one. Um, point of income on the doors and from pay-per-view buys. Vengeance was only pipped in numbers of pay-per-view buys by Royal Rumble, SummerSlam and WrestleMania, so the fourth highest outsold Survivor Series. Um, I Fantastic. <laughs> it's a raw pay-per-view. It's one branded pay-per-view. I know ECW are in there as well. Um, we're just off the back of ECW's second one-night stand um, <laughs> on June stand. the 11th. <laughs> uh, do you remember much about that show? Uh, well, I remember it not being as good as 2005. <laughs> that's, First thing uh, ever. Yeah, that's, that's what I remember. In fairness, it's one of my favourite ever kind of moments in wrestling where uh, Rey Mysterio got fucking booed out of the building because uh, of his match with Sabu ended in like, a no contest. Like, uh, uh, like, the two of them went through a table and that was enough to stop the match. It was, uh, yeah, but, but it was an extreme rules match, so it was like... And the CCW, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, they've largely seen people almost die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 2005 was fantastic. I think we both agree it's probably one of our favourite pay-per-views. Um, it's so fun of, to watch. Oh, there it is. is um... Um, no, this, this one, the 2006 one, it was very much, you know, WWE oh, had a, a, full, a full hand in this time, yeah, you know. definitely, definitely. Um, because the only uh, hand, as you say, they had in 2005 was obviously the kind of Crusaders up in the balcony and stuff like that. Yeah. That was actually fun. Um, but it was uh, that, and then you know, pretty much the advertising and the fact that their name was attached to it. You know, yeah, it was, right. it, that was it. It was pretty much him and you know, run your show. Um, yeah. I mean, there wasn't many ECW originals left, if no. I'm being honest with you. You know, yeah, you're absolutely talking like guys like fucking Tanaka and. Uh, Balls Mahoney obviously had that uh, match for the main event, mm-hmm. uh, and then guys like fucking FBI. You know, but 
get big up. Main event was smashing, right? And a good moment, RVD finally wins the belt. Um, yeah, I, and I mean, actually, the Mysterio Sabu match was on there. There was that match with Edge, Foley, uh, Dreamer, and Funk, um, which was like a sort of mixed tag match. It was yeah. off the back of Edge and Foley's match at Mania, um, mm. which I remember being quite mental. Um, that's right, that's right. Getting the respect for each other, Foley turned heel. Very yeah, strong. so I had some alright stuff. I think like Big Show was on the card, and you know, it's like <sighs> you guys don't want to see that. <laughs> mm. um, so the the pay per view um, begins with a, a promo package uh, highlighting highlighting the fallout from ECW One Night Stand. Um, Edge, of course, playing his part in causing Cena the title, speeding him through the table, and Paul Heyman counting the three. Um, as you said, a fantastic moment for RVD there in the ECW arena. Um, with all that, all the history that that company has for them to have WWE's championship, it is quite a big moment, regardless of how you look at it. Um, we also see the reuniting of Degeneration X in order to take it uh, to the Spirit Squad and Vince McMahon, which will be a five-on-two match later on tonight. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, a nice special set for the show: opening pyro, uh, JR, and brings us in alongside Jerry like King Law, of course. Did you like the set here? Yeah, oh, that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we're always a fan of something that's different for the generic kind of fucking raw stage that you use for the pay per view. Yeah, it was quite simple, but it was nice. Mm. It was, it was just different from everything else, and that's what you really need, isn't it? A themed, uh, yeah, a themed stage for a themed pay per view. That's that's not fine with that. So the opening contest, uh, Randy Orton and Kurt Angle are going to open the show for us here. Uh, Speaking of matches that I didn't enjoy at one night stand, <laughs> here's the return match. <laughs> yeah, so this opened one night stand, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, it didn't. It was second on the card, but you had all of this as quote unquote. So didn't, it wasn't really a match. Uh, so. Orton lost that one via submission, so of course they had to do a return a couple of weeks later. Oh, of course, he's, get, he's getting his win back here, always. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Big thumbs up for me. Burning my light entrance theme yes. and the reigning pyro um, that Randy Orton had back then. Fantastic. Love Brilliant it. Love stuff. it. Love it. Brilliant. Kurt Angle's dubbed entrance theme song. Hate it. <laughs> this, oh, he's ECW kind of remix one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a kind of let's get rid of the you suck chance. So I, I, just like some scratching the record every yeah. time it got to that. <laughs> oh. I, liked, I liked the gimmick though, like the kind of. It, it, it evolved more into well, not evolved because he always was like a, a badass kind of amateur wrestler, kind of you know what I mean. But he's like mm-hmm. taking on a kind of MMA gimmick here with the with the mouthpiece in and stuff. Uh, he just looks. Yeah, they totally took took the character away from him then, didn't they? They just sort of like, no, you you're now just yes. cut angle the wrestler, yes. and that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so sort of toned them down a bit. Um, do you think? Because obviously this was very very late in Kurt Angle's WWE career oh, at this he point. Is, he's gone within about and two months later. More. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's gone by the turn of the year. He's, he's in TNA by the end of the year. Um, yeah. he refused, I think he refused to go to rehab. Um, so yeah. he went, he, he, he said to, get, said to get rid of him. And in TNA, of course, not giving a fuck about uh, anybody's <laughs> wellness well, or anything like that, just snapped him up and signed him up. Um, do you think the decision to move him to the to the new sort of WWE ECW brand, which they're trying to get over at this point, do you think that's a slap in the face for a guy like Kurt Angle, or do you think sort of moving a star there? Nah, it's it's definitely a slap in the face. Um, he should be on the <laughs> the A show or the B show mm. at the time. I mean, I fucking hated it. Yeah, if you're bringing, if you're bringing guys, to, if, I mean, if you look at the other WWE guys that they brought down, fucking like Big Show, Bob Holly, Test, like Angles. Nowhere near their leagues, you know what I mean? Like, come on, like yeah. I, th- I mean, I have, to, I have to say as well, you know, like I, you could argue that they had good intentions with that by giving the show some star power, but that is yeah. a very weak argument for losing a guy like Kurt Angle from your main shows. Definitely, um, definitely. not like, not many people could ever touch Kurt Angle ever. <laughs> I mean, would you agree? It would be a similar thing of putting Cena in NXT when it first started to air. Like, ah, uh, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah you know, what I mean, I mean like, you make that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much because, I mean, ECW was on television, it was on proper TV, but by the same token, they were struggling to fill 4,000 well, I mean, it was seats, on sci-fi. you know. It was on sci-fi. Well, yeah. 50 minutes, you know what I mean? It was, like, in fairness, like, yeah, we didn't like the, the rebrand the ECW, but it, when it started to turn into a developmental uh, kind of show, mm-hmm. brand, whatever you want to call it, uh, then it did do some good. Uh, <laughs> it was the old... Um, 
what was the line for Teddy? It was like the Superstar Initiative. <laughs> yeah, that was a new Superstar Initiative. But guys like Seamus and Kofi Kingston and stuff like that. Seamus, Kofi, Punk. Punk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it has given us some gems. So, uh, so uh, it, was, it wasn't a total uh, disaster, but not great. Um, of course, there were some circumstances that definitely handled it, which I'm sure we'll get to later on. Um, absolutely. So Angle uh, uses his mark wrestling early on. It's slow build. Um, Angle threatens to German Orton off the apron, which always gets a reaction, although I'm never sure if he actually completed that move. <laughs> I don't think he did to Orton anyway. Um, no. Maybe like a job or like fucking one of the ECW boys, but holy fuck. No somebody so, as fragile as Orton. <laughs> no. Um, he drops Orton with ability back on the outside. Vintage Orton with plenty of resting and chin locks and uh, mm. as the match goes on. That, that, is, four of them. It is, that is what I've wrote. This match is essentially Kurt Angle's suplexes versus Randy Orton's rest holds. Yeah, that's what this is. I mean, for his conditioning, like, if you can't keep up, grab a rest hold, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but Orton's like probably the most <laughs> one of the most in shape wrestlers. Like, I mean, he doesn't, especially the end as well. You know, he doesn't need to exactly. Fucking hell. Um, aye, so this match is like one spot, and it's where Angle absolutely takes Orton to suplex. So it was eight, eight. or nine Germans yeah. on the bounce with eight suplexes without releasing the grip. Did you see um, when Angle ran to the top rope to do the belly to belly? And Orton sort of loses his foot in a wee bit. That yeah, looked dangerous. But uh, angles, angles, you know, it's, it's kind of angle. He sorted out. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was more of a case of you're fucking yeah. taking this move, Randy. Regardless of you having lost your foot, you're taking yeah. this. Move. Angle is um, so good that he, he, he was just throw him anyway. He's like, I don't need if, you're, yeah. if your body's not cooperating, you're gonna go. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I don't need your help. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Orton gets out the ankle lock, um, pushes at Angle into the exposed turnbuckle and gets the win with the RKO mm-hmm. after 12 minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, I thought it was a good, solid opener, standard storytelling stuff. Um, even for early years, Orton, I thought it slowed at times. I was, I was all right. No, no many complaints for me. Yeah, it was good. Could have been better. Definitely. Backstage, we see Vincent Kennedy McMahon on the old blower. Uh, <laughs> that's the phone to anybody who doesn't speak Cockney. Uh, he's talking about a handicap match that's coming up. Um, and a kid comes in in a wheelchair and a DX shirt. Uh, he plays paranoid. He starts babbling on about the hijinks the DX have been pulling on him and stuff like that over uh, the weeks prior. Uh, he expects something to happen, so he pushes the kid out the door and you hear all the crashing sound and stuff like that. Uh, coach comes in the other door, gives him what I believe is a penis pump. <laughs> Tells him that he has, a, and Coach says, "I've got a special family friend here who's your biggest fan. Uh, he's in a wheelchair, and McMahon, McMahon's face at that point just is like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, T- tasteful. I love me some WWE comedy shit. <laughs> uh, was that up your alley or wrong shooting the town for you? <laughs> uh, if you need to ask, <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> ah, fucking garbage. But it sets up for the next match nicely. Yeah. So the next matchup." Maybe you fucking uh, um, Umaga versus Eugene. Um, Umaga is accompanied by Armando Alejandro Estrada. <laughs> um, right, here's uh-huh. a question for you. Right, if you look at Armando at that pay per view, right, he, he looks relatively kind of warm. Let's say he looks pretty, pretty ancient there. How old do you think he is at the time of this recording? Oof, um. Oh, he must be in his 40s, surely. He's 41. He? Do you know think that's mental, man? Like, I thought... See, looking at him there, I thought he'd be, like, 60 Christ. at this point. He's fucking... He's, a, he's an old-looking guy. Uh, I do like that he's got about nine cigars. Yeah, the old pocket. Cubans, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that character. I think it works really well. Uh, yeah. Like, every time he came out, he'd be the same shtick. Um which worked yep. really well with the crowd. They kind of got over to a degree. Um, it was the same, you know, when you had like, Ricardo yeah. Rodriguez for Alberto Del Rio and stuff okay. like that. Um, what, what do you make of Umaga as, as a character? I know we've had him on the show before. But... Um, absolutely love this character. Um, just big bastard, just runs through anything. I, um, it's a kind of typical uh, WWE, WWF kind of foreign savage. I mean, you, you kind of go back to the head drinkers, guys like that. It's the same gimmick. Um, it's just turned yep. all the way up. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Triple H handed him his first loss. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, he was, he was 
it, it, I just worked so well for me, and because he was different from every other heel, like his build, his look. Yeah, he's a heel that doesn't uh, essentially have the corporate of other heels. You know what I mean? Like a heel doesn't like anyone, and he just he'll just batter anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, rem- I recall. Um, I think it's. I, I, I believe it was the night where Orton and Cena took on the full Raw roster, um, and at the end, the JBL went to hit him with a chair and they smashed the maga with uh, it instead. And like a maga no sold, and you. Yes, love it. <laughs> you know what I mean, I, I, yeah. I like that. That's no, I, I, I was a big fan of him. Um, what about the other guy in this match, Eugene? Uh... I, can <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. The other guy in this match was Jim Fucking Duggan uh, outside on the on the mat getting oh. himself. <laughs> Prick, as far I mean, as far as Eugene character is concerned, you can say what you like about the idea, um, but I think Nick Dinsmore played the character that was asked of him pretty well. Um, I just think the reason intention should have been to actually build a, if they were going to do this character at all, it should be to build a hero that you know people can look up to. You know, because it was sort of it was all about somebody who had um, difficulties, like you know, uh, living difficulties yeah. and stuff like that. That's what they were basing it on. Mm. Um, I, I said I think it could have worked, but at the same time, it's only got a ceiling to a certain degree when they have reached, you know, a certain yeah. level. Um, <coughs> it, it's not for me. Yeah, certainly it's tasteless. There are a few standards as well at times. Um, yeah. So as you said, uh, he's accompanied uh, Eugene that is with his friends uh, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Doink the Clown, and Kamala. Uh, <laughs> what a fucking what a what a what, oh, oh, what is going on? Um, Umaga basically squashes Eugene in about a minute twenty six seconds. Um, and then we have Jim Duggan coming in, Doink coming in, and then Kamala. Um, pretty much a lot of shit here going on. Um, as, as you said, Jim Duggan does not need a microphone. Fuck me. All it took was one. The USA, the color on board. No microphone required. Um, in terms of uh, at the end of the match, I did not like the fact that Umaga backed down from Kamala. Kamala Obviously yeah. saving that money match for a bigger payday. Uh Oh, I mean, that's your main event. Like, what the fuck is going <laughs> on there? Um, aye, that, 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 that happened, and we'll move on, I think. <laughs> ah, load up, load up all up. Uh, backstage, Mick Foley is there, and he's reading Ric Flair's novel, um, saying it's a novel because it doesn't include any facts like that. Uh, reason part about <laughs> Flair, basically burying Foley. Um, if you've never sort of seen this story, there was a genuine fallout off, off the back of Ric Flair's book, um, basically saying Mick Foley was never a great worker or anything like that, um, and it took him to... He's a glorified... He's a glorified, uh, glorified cool. stuntman. Um, I think yeah. back in 2004, uh, Flair actually threw a punch um, and tried to instigate a fight between the two after Foley pulled him up about it. Um, Foley originally said they wouldn't work a story with Flair regarding that. That was sort of the end of 2004. Fast forward to the summer of 2006, the money must have been good. Um, <laughs> as the story goes, both of these guys have sort of patched those issues up and they're sort of friends now. Um, but it was quite a controversial thing at the time. I remember reading quite a bit about it at the time. That was the first time, really, for me that I'd seen something that was actually shoot I feel like you know um, yeah yeah. I mean he's not wrong is he <laughs> he's, he's absolutely not wrong um, to some degree he is like I think Foley is a he's a fine worker he's not a bad worker at all he's good at what he does but what he does is unfortunately related to kind of hardcore wrestling but if we didn't have Mick Foley then would you say we'd have would The Rock have got us yeah. over, or would Triple H have got us over, or would Edge have got yeah. us over? Yeah, I think you can. So... You can argue. Like, I mean, I don't think Ric Flair ever argued the fact that Foley became a star. I think he just argued that he didn't mm-hmm. like his style, which I think is fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. But uh, I, 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 I totally you're saying, you know, and the fact of the matter is, you know, that style and what he did <clears> got a lot of people around him yeah. over as well as himself. But you know, in terms of making stars of Triple H and, and The Rock, we've spoken about it a million times on here, you know. But that's just a, that's what Foley did really, really well was get other people over. Um, and it's hard to imagine they actually did it without him. Uh, I totally agree with that. Um, unfortunately, a heel Mick Foley just doesn't no. So we're, we're getting a two out of three falls match here. Foley wants to prove that he can out wrestle Ric Flair, which of course he can't. Um, Flair and Flair Country. So as you said, Foley is the full heel. Um, it Foley's full heel here. Um, because he teamed up with Edge, remember, ah, uh, right. so Foley is, Foley is legit working heel here. Um, so uh, it's just a bit... That's strange. Foley um, has a double arm DDT and gets Mr. Sock... Oh, wait. It's Mr. Flero. <laughs> a sock with a blonde oh, wig and a glittery robe. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> I think it's an incredible visual, man. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, 
No joy, it's four fires back and hits. Um, you heard me, he hits a top rope axe handle. Uh, <laughs> yep, I've actually wrote it. Holy fucking shit, yeah. Flair actually landed with the top he rope. He went axe up, handle. I was typing, <laughs> takes a back bump. <laughs> I went, wait a minute, you hit the axe handle? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, the old joke is Flair never hits that. Um, in doing so, he hurts his knee, allowing the ring general and master technician of Mick Foley to take over. Yep. Uh, go, Mick goes for the figure, figure four, but Ric Flair goes him up for the first fall. Uh, how long would it take for Foley would become Mick Foley? Not very long. Uh, it takes his classic tumble over the steel <laughs> steps and into the crowd very, very briefly. Um, Foley takes a back drop onto the ringside match. Or I should say a side drop. Uh, <laughs> you never take a back bump for a long time. Um, Foley brings in some toys, uh, but gets caught in the figure four and uses a trash can to get out. So he gets DQ'd, giving Ric Flair the 2-0 win, um, before then hits Ric Flair with the trash can and brings in the barbed wire baseball bat, um, barring Ric Flair, allowing him to juice, and the blood is flowing in no time. Uh, <laughs> That's a hilarious amount of blood coming out of Flair. man. That was, a, that was a Gillette fucking Fusion Pro Glide he was using on his <laughs> five uh, blades. Um, mm-hmm. How excited are you for this blow-off? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, I thought the match was not too bad. Uh, it was better than what I was actually expecting. There was a few spots that really mm-hmm. made me chuckle. Um, primarily the, the Mr. Sokol dressed as Flair. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, the, the, the finish was a bit strange, I thought. Um, I wasn't too sure if the referee was meant to be knocked out or not because they did kind of come close to him as if, as if he should have took a bump. I, I, it just seemed a bit strange. Um, yeah. Obviously, kind of... So Foley gets a 2-0 loss, but he takes the heat back by smashing Flair. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, I don't have an awful lot of interest in this feud, but in terms of building it up to a blow-off match, which you would have at SummerSlam, um, I feel enough. I, I, I did think the match was quite poor, but it did have its moments. Um, and, you know, you've got you've got two people who are well past their prime there, so you can only take that into consideration. Uh, but the post-match yeah, after, as Christ Almighty, the blood dips coming out of Ric Flair, it, it did look fucking... <laughs> serious, you know. No, um, crazy. We see some more comedy WWE style backstage with Maria and Tori oiling up. <laughs> Carlito's watching on oh, Tori Wilson's puppies. It's not what he expected. <laughs> Fucking uh, Maria Canellas here with a Scott Steiner level of promo here. What the fuck was she trying to say? <laughs> I've got no, no clue. Uh, so Carlito's holding uh, these two puppies and his music plays and he has to go to his match and he is devastated. I thought that was really funny. Mm. Uh, he was just having a... It was, yeah. it was like, it's like being woken up from your dream, you know? It was fantastic. I thought it was really well done. <laughs> and it's when he comes out at the top of the ramp and he's looking behind him and he's just disgusted that his music's played. It's as if he's had a word with a guy that's the tune, you know? I thought it was just excellent. Um, it was good. Good visual. So the matchup we're getting here, a triple threat match, our Intercontinental Championship, um, Carlito versus Johnny Nitro versus Shelton Benjamin. Um, first and foremost, I love the IC title design. Um, it's sort of from like 2000 and maybe one, two, right through. Um, yep. Love it. Yep. Um, <clears throat> just uh, first appearance here for Carlito on the podcast. What was your thoughts on him? I forgot how good a fucking worker he is. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 odd that he's working face here. I don't ever remember Absolutely. him being a face. Like I'll I always remember him heel fucking him and uh, Jesus battering Cena for the US title and uh, stabbing him yeah. in the arse. Because so. <laughs> he came in with that, and then I think because like, he won like he did not win the US title on like his debut or something, and then he went to Raw and won the IC title on his debut. I think he was like one of those guys who like, did that, and then but he would he would team right, up with okay, Chris okay. Masters at one point, and they would be heel and. I, I, they were the th- they were the tag champions. Yeah, and they went at WrestleMania against Kane and Big yeah. Show as the tag champions one year as well. Like they were also in that they were in some kind of Survivor Series team together as well. I remember them being a team for quite a wee yeah. solid party. But I, I do agree. Yeah. I always remember them being a heel character. I mean, the old that spitting the apple in the mm-hmm. face thing that is a heel thing to do. So it was kind of like yeah, um, I really like him, man. Like I, I, as I said, like I liked his character. But after watching this match, I forgot that he could actually go. Um, and that's no yeah. disrespect to him. I just. He, it's never, I never associated him as a great worker, but this match was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had high expectations to a degree with, with Benjamin and Nitro being in there. Um, How good does Benjamin look with the goals? Yeah. Like, oh, just, yeah, especially that, that icy design, I just say, a big fan of that. He just he looks incredible. Yeah, right? I remember running about this time sort of from pretty much from 05, 06, maybe even 04 as well, when Benjamin was sort of running... The IC sort of title scene. He was my favourite then. I, 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 I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, mm-hmm. Just yep. to watch him, he was so athletic compared to everybody else. 
he was your mid-card workhorse back yeah, then. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, coming through that era for me, he was one of my favourites. Um, so, we get some really nice spots in this match. There are some trio spots. Um, and Carlito hits this gorgeous sort of springboard plancha. Um, so, from one side of the ring over to the other. Um, over the corner sort of thing, which I thought was, was very rare back then. Um, not something... I mean, every, every match, every show you see nowadays, you get dives to the outside. Um, so, yeah, this was quite special. Yeah. Um Molina's screaming on the outside has go away heat. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, man. It's so Get annoying. the fuck out. It, it, yeah, absolutely. Um, also, uh, Flair's blood still splattered. Oh, it's disgusting. Like, <laughs> it's just fucking horrible. Um, Kalito has a gorgeous Hurricane Rana. Um, as I said, I forgot how athletic he was. Some of the spots in this match. It's just a nice, pleasant reminder. <laughs> um, yeah, Shelton sure. T-Bone's Nitro to the outside, which is a good spot also. Halfway through the card, and it's time to complain about the referee. Um... Jack Doan, how <laughs> fucking dare you? Uh, Nitro sort of gets getting pinned by Shelton. Molina puts his foot on the rope and he stops the count. Um, ah, no rope breaks and triple threat. There's no DQ. Shocking behaviour. <laughs> um, yeah, we got a, a unique Tower of Doom spot. So instead of the old powerbomb oh, suplex of the German, so Nitro was sort of trio O sat up, German suplexes. Oh, that's fantastic. Gorgeous stuff. Yeah. Um, car, car crash. Um, ah, just, just, just lovely stuff, lovely stuff. And the old um, steal the win from the babyface finish. Um, Nitro is on the outside. Carlito hits the backcracker on Shelton. Nitro comes in and clears Carlito out and steals a pin and the win. Um, become the new and they're going to championship in twelve minutes. Thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are Carlito's backcracker is one of the best looking moves at the mm-hmm. time. It's just so fucking. It just looks painful. Um, you, you must have glossed over this or you missed it entirely. Uh, Lawler slates your man Taz. <laughs> Did you hear? I think you didn't hear this. Um, it, I believe it was on the back of that mental car crash suplex spot. Um, Lawler goes, um, yeah, at least it's not Taz. He'd have no idea how to, uh, how to call that move or how to call <laughs> yeah. that move. Um, I've been interested in your thoughts, but you obviously Yeah, that. well, I mean, the <laughs> thing, I mean, they had been having a feud at that time, so I know it's nothing personal, Jerry, and I'll let you away with it this time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I normally don't hear um, any criticism of Taz because there's, there's nothing, none that warrants it, you know? Um, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, this match was my cup of tea. Um, I thought it was fun, I thought it was creative. Uh, picked the crowd up, they loved it. Three great athletes, yeah, right on my alley. Um, yeah, spoilers, this was the best match of the night. <laughs> I, 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 this was... I'd, I'd be flipping my coin between this and another one, which we'll get to, um, but I, I really, really enjoyed this match um, and I would strongly recommend if you want a good, solid IC title match from this era, yep. watch this one. That's the one, yep. Uh, yep. We see the Spirit Squad backstage with Vince McMahon. Um, the question is, how many Spirit Squad members can you name? Mikey. Uh-huh. Nikki. Uh-huh. Mitch. Johnny. And... No, I'll pass. Kenny. Kenny's the big one. The <laughs> he's the one that actually had a, a, a single run yeah. off the back as well. Um... <laughs> yeah, we'll just forget the Dolph Ziggler. Well, aye. So Dolph Ziggler is a part of that group. Um, I mean directly from the back of it. Ziggler yeah. <laughs> so didn't have a single run for a while later on. Um, so Vince basically hypes them up. Kenny. And then once they leave, he goes to use his penis pump, which has been booby-trapped. Ha-ha, <laughs> lol, ha-ha. Um, mm-hmm. And it gets covered in green slime. So, Hilarious. funny stuff. Uh, <laughs> It's time for your mate. Wait a minute. Fifth match on an eight-match card. Yep. Yeah. It's RVD versus Edge, WWE Championship. Um, <laughs> mid-card to the <laughs> WWE Championship match. So we get a highlight package um, of RVD's rise to WWE Championship glory um, from winning the briefcase and winning the bank and announcing his cash-in beforehand for ECW one night stand and beating Cena in front of that rocket, rocket's crowd there. What do you make of that sort of announcing your, you know, announcing the match beforehand? I'm cashing in here. It's uh, very bold. Uh, it's a bit different from what everyone else does with the Money in the Bank case. So I can only think of, I think Braun Strowman done it as well with yeah. his. And if I'm not mistaken, Cena done of it. Of course he did. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I think in terms of this one, this one worked best because it's like, it's like, it's like it a was, home game, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, he's on home territory. He gives himself every advantage, uh, more so an advantage of kind of coming in and kicking him while he's down. Um, it puts RVD over more as a 
big time baby face. And in terms of you know your standard uh, your standard WWE fan, it was baby face versus baby face. But obviously, Cena goes to heel when you walk into that environment. Such a unique set of circumstances. I think the closest thing you could put it to is Bret Hart in Canada back when he was working heel, and sort of for him to go back to Canada where the roles just totally switched. You know, um, bizarre bizarre land, yeah. so Edge is in rated R mode here. Uh, love the rated R superstar character. Absolutely fantastic. Um, just uh, obviously noting on that RVD moment there. Did you think he was WWE Championship material at the time? Mm, no. No. I, no, I, RVD's good. Uh, he's a he's probably one of the better kind of high flyers I've ever been, but... I, I was just never sold on his kind of promo work or his character. His character was just panned into the crowd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe as a heel, it would have worked. But I, I, th- yeah. I think in terms of his character, it was sort of comedy based. And I'm not saying it was a total comedy character, but in terms of you know when he was having his backstage segments, I've been watching stuff with Kane recently. Um, mm-hmm. And you know he, he seems like a good laugh backstage. Like I was watching a, yeah. a promo recently, and he was backstage, and he was like rhyming off. You had the Kane, you got the choke slam, and I got the five star frog splash, and the Van Daminator, and the Rolling Thunder. <laughs> and then Kane's getting a bit annoyed, and he goes, "Did I mention you got the choke slam?" It's just stuff like that, and it's like it, it's funny. To, and it'll get him so far, but in terms of being a main eventer with a title, <laughs> yeah. there's a certain aspect you have to have to yourself, and I don't think he had that. Um, he's, he's probably the most solid mid-card champion you could ask for at mm. the time. Um, high work rate, high athleticism, high, good good moveset, um, probably one of the best at getting himself over purely by ego and just the kind of case of like, look how fucking good yeah. I am. And um, in terms of like, you know, I think he's got that old cost, cost the better chasing the title than having it, isn't he? Yeah, that, that is Van Damme in a nutshell. I think um, yeah. you know you could put him in the main event there against Triple H, against Randy Orton when they're working heel, you know, and, and chase the championship. But as soon as you put the belt mm-hmm. on him, the magic goes from him, you know, because he, you know, you know, he's trying to fend off people. It doesn't quite work, especially when they're with Cena. I'd agree with that, hundred percent. So, however, so, it did work here. It, it did work here. Because... Um, because of the because of the environment. Yeah, and the and the guy he's in there with is a mega heel right now. Um so Edge gets yeah. his cheap sports pop in, um talking about the wasn't it was it the Stanley Cup or well, I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he even says that North Carolina folk are inbred. Eh? <laughs> uh, I fucking hate this spinner belt, man. <sighs> Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? You can, you, the fact that you can hear it thumping <laughs> when they pick it up and stuff, oh it's horrible. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. Um both exchanged some counters um, out the corner with RVD coming out on top. I thought it was really nice. They sort of did like a few sort of up and overs. Um, two yeah, very good athletes yeah. put it on display here. Edge takes his breather on the outside, but Rob's having none of it. Um, Moonsault off the barricade. Lita gets involved, stopping RVD going into the ring, um, holding him on the balcony, and on the, on the, in the apron. Um, and Edge has this lovely, gorgeous sunset flip. Fuck me. He did not mind taking that bump. He flew over those top ropes. Yeah. Sometimes you see yeah. it when they sort of try and slide down the back to limit the impact. He absolutely yep. flew, flew, flew over the top of <laughs> point. Um, it was a, a hot, uh, it was just after that spot when they got back in the ring. Um, it, hot, uh, it was a very, very nice German suplex and an even nicer Lovely. bridge. Uh, it looked fantastic. Uh, what I also loved was the the rolling thunder, but it's off the top rope. So, like, Edge is in the other corner of the ring, and you think to yourself, fucking hell, is he going for the five-star here? But no, he jumps off the top rope and does, like, a forward roll, and then into yep. the rolling thunder. Oh, because he, he went for the rolling th- thunder before that, and Edge catches him, and it gets up and catches him in a scoop slam. With That's him right. Gorgeous. That's right, which was also lovely. Um, how class is Van Damme's offence, though? Like... Well, I was, gonna, I was gonna ask you about that after the match, but we'll talk about it here. In terms of, like, his offence... Thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm guessing I'm going to give it a thumbs up, but it's so unique. Imagine that makes it difficult to work with them to a degree, though, because it seems awkward at times because it's not like a standard way of working. But you know what I mean? Is that? But uh, nah, see, I disagree with that because his moveset is so easy to take. You, yeah, you just need to be you need to be on the ground or a kick in the face. That's that's pretty much it. And I know that's kind of that sounds of them burying his moveset, but it's not because you think about his signature moves. Um, rolling thunder. You just need to take it like you take a normal kind of, you know, splash. Yeah. You know what I mean. Same with the frog splash. Same with the split leg moonsault. 
But it's other things. It's like the diving leg drop. When they see, obviously, when they're draped over the barricade yeah. and stuff like that, there's the, the spinning leg drop, stuff like that. Brilliant stuff, You, you can't see why like, it gets over, though, can you? It's just so unique. Definitely. I, I think RVD must be one of the easiest guys to work with because he will just... He'll do all the work, um, apart from taking the frog splash, which uh, favorite you can understand. Fucking sucks <laughs> yeah. to take. But at least that's the last. Just... Movement, like, you yeah, know? <laughs> <laughs> you get to hit the showers after that. But um, I, I, he's not a guy I remember botching, no. like at all. No, I mean, like, I'm you, not, I mean look... in terms of how good he is, I'm not doubting that by any means. And I think, I think he's the no, only no, guy who no, can I, get I away know, with but... a move set like that as well because he's fucking outstanding yeah. with it. But if you look at the, what the kind of the the similarities is is you could probably pick out Jeff Hardy, fucking botch merchant. That's, yeah, you know what I mean. Clumsy. You know what I mean, RVD so smooth. Ah, he's just he's he's good. He's very Big very thumbs good. Thumbs up on RVD he's... today. Aye, <laughs> um, aye, absolutely, absolutely. Um, obviously, you kind of standard ref. Of course, good old ref bump, uh, ducks the spin like a... kick. Um, yeah, yeah. So lately, it springs yeah, the action. Yeah. Uh, Hand on a tail mm-hmm. to the edge, RVD kicks it back in his face um, as Rob goes to the top for the, the five-star Sprog Splash. Sprog Splash. Lita crotches him on the top it. there. Uh, it's that DDT sort of from the top ropes. Mm. RVD always took a DDT yeah. really well. He... <laughs> He's the only guy that can sell a DDT uh, like that, man. It's just vertical. He must have conjected um... his neck with Viagra just so he can stand up on it when he takes it. He... He would give most Japanese wrestlers a run for their money with the strength of their neck, you know, the mental yeah. bumps they take on their necks and stuff like that. Um, it's always a kind of famous one, but he takes the, the RKO, but it ends up with uh, fair yeah. What are you doing, <laughs> you madman? You maniac. <laughs> um, uh, Edge burst up my hard way here through the belt, it looked like. Yeah. Um, just it's, odd it's because the belt the is so... It's, it's so stick, so it's like 3D. It's, it's like a, a pop-up yeah. picture book. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's made of metal, so of course it's going to get cut when something like that happens. Um, yeah. Lita holds the chair in the corner. I like this. So it was, the, the plan is for Edge to spear at RVD into the chair. Um, he sidesteps. Edge spears the chair. Lita takes a bump to the outside. Um, and that allows RVD to take advantage with the frog splash and get the win. Um this was a thumbs up for me. This was the other match that I thought was really, really good on the card. Um, yeah, yeah. This should have went on last. Um, I think that they made it feel more like a main event. Um, well, because it would have been a main event. Your, your, <laughs> your, your belt should always go yeah. on last, regardless of what the other storyline matches are. Your belt. Goes I think on that last. really hurts your champion when you don't do that. Um, you're yeah. in the way edge. There's not going to be a problem with that, you know. Um, yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it was really, really good. I thought it told a good story. The ref bump. I sometimes complain about ref bumps, but it worked really well here. It really helped yep. bring Lita into the match and really suspend the belief that Rob might actually lose, even after even after just winning the title a couple of weeks ago. Edge and Lita obviously working very well together as heels. Um, yeah, thumbs up for me. Loved it. Definitely, definitely. You can't say any more. Yeah. Uh, another question I was really wanting to ask you is Lita and Edge. What a great pairing. Uh, I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. not really a question. That's a statement, isn't it? But <laughs> that, that is an absolute statement. If you want my thoughts on that, I'll yeah. give you. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely worked. Um, obviously, it wouldn't have been as good as the full kind of thing with Matt Hardy hadn't been kind of released to the public, and it actually turned me an, an absolute cunt heel. I think you I mean. Uh, no, I, like, I said that you know they could always really draw heat, but I think obviously because of the real life means of which the partnership came about, it just helped it yeah. along a bit. Um, are there any? Are there any better male female pairings? I sort of you could say Macho and Elizabeth, but that's a baby face pairing, you know. But in terms, of wasn't was, wasn't in my time yeah. anyway. Uh, didn't really comment. I mean, Steph and Triple H um, were pretty good when it was sort of McMahon Helmsley uh, regime, that, but they, yeah, there, there you go. You've you've nailed it there. That's that's yes, yeah, but I, I mean, that's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, this is a close setting though. Can I think of anything else at the time? AJ Lee with Dolph Ziggler, she was pretty good. Ah, uh, that was okay. Uh, I, I certainly would have put it on that level, but it was okay. Um, no. Spoilers! <laughs> RVD is running as champion. <laughs> would be cut short a week later. Uh, he and Sabu would be pulled over by police for speeding, and he would be arrested for drug possession. Uh, cops found 18 grams of hash and five Vicodin pills on Van Damme. He would lose both his championships on the subsequent Raw and ECW TV tapings before being suspended for 30 days. Is this perhaps the biggest case of self-sabotage in WWE? It's self because hey. uh, I'm 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 pretty sure Sabu was the one that got caught with the drugs and RVD took the mm. fall for it. <laughs> so fair play. I I mean, well at the same time though, I mean, what a shit pal what for a Sabu. Idiot. Like I mean, you know, typically you could just say a guy here has got two titles, um, mm-hmm. and at the top of his career, you know, that's really that's really shot himself in the foot. Um, 
I mean, you can't really feel sorry for him because it's kind of on him. Um, I know. Yeah, you absolutely cannot. Like that's just stupid. Yeah. You're you're number one man at the company. You finally got your chance. You're finally um, have the opportunity to kind of put the doubters to bed with the the kind of ECW culture. Nah, what do you do? You pulled over for drug possession. You fucking idiot. Yeah. You've you've ruined the full build that we just gave you in the last match, Rob. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I, I think <laughs> you can imagine Vince McMahon getting a phone call. You know, you fucking idiot. You blow it all. Uh, it's it's hard to feel kind of any kind of animosity towards RVD because he's genuinely a nice guy. We've met him. Um, he's he's a very nice yeah. guy. It's been nice to see how that would have worked out that title run in general, where it would have went. Yeah. Have, you know, we're saying that we don't we're not sure if he was quite there, but obviously it sometimes takes a good title run for you to realise actually you know what like, you that. know. Um, so of course that makes RVD one of the short term one time champions in WWE history. And over on Twitter we asked who the best and worst one time WWE champions were. Um, if you want to participate in these <laughs> polls in the future, you follow me at markthemark22 on Twitter. That's M A R K T H E M A R K number twenty two. Um, I've got a fucking bony pick. Go on then. <laughs> the Miz in one of the worst ones, but Ultimate Warrior is one of the best ones. Fuck I, right might, I might have mixed them around a wee bit, uh, and the fact that nobody... Fucking for disgrace. <laughs> Absolute disgrace. Historically one of the worst workers that has ever been in that fucking oh, company. My hands up on that one. I mean, I was working on runs and not on um, actual workability, etc. Um, so don't take it nah. personally. <laughs> um, in terms of so who, who the people voted for, it was an absolute landslide for Eddie. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero is the best, um, 86% of the votes. As soon as I put it to you, you said yeah, that as well. So, Yeah, but what was the other choices? Uh, GBL and Kofi Kingston were the other two uh, on the good ones. Um, I think they both received about 7 or 8% each. Um, but Ultimate Warrior, again, a big fat zero. <laughs> That's on me. <laughs> In terms of the worst, that was a little bit closer. Um so we had uh, Miz got the least amount of votes on there. I probably should have swapped those two around. Now Miz up to that one. Um, yeah. Dean Ambrose and Diesel sort of ran about twenty percent each uh, between twenty twenty four. I think that one's actually still on gold at the time of recording. Um, but I, I thought Diesel might have run away with that one because his run was fucking rotten. Yeah, I absolutely voted Diesel, but um, I disagree with the gender thing. Um, so gender was and... voted the worst for, um, from the fan base. Um, yeah, I, I, I absolutely agreed with your man uh, Ethan that has commented, and he mentioned that uh, gender actually was not that bad, and I'm I'm tend to agree with him because he was actually a heel that yeah. booed. Imagine that you're not fucking cheering for a cool heel. He made you boo. That's what he was meant to do. Yeah, I've I said it as well. You know, I quite enjoyed Jinder's run for what it was. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying I've got Jinder Mahal shirt on, you know, like, but <laughs> but for what it was, I didn't I didn't despise it. I, I wasn't saying get the belt off him. I was like, no, let's see if it works, you know, because he had some yeah. of the tools there. It just never quite clicked. Yeah. Um, when when he started the the, the the thing that done me was the fucking the Nakamura the the, the Nakamura yeah. promo, the fucking racism garbage. Like, oh, yeah. my fuck, that's just and, and I think, yeah, I think the, the amount of matches he had with Orton didn't help his case because you know, if you're going to have yeah. a good championship run and you're not a tremendous worker, which gender isn't, no offence to the guy, um, he's okay, but he isn't, you know, if he, if he was in yeah. there with people who could really pull that out of him, then pff, you're not a winner, you know. Um, so I, that, that, other, other names that I probably should, could have put in there, but you can only get four to a poll on Twitter, so Twitter, shut, sort your shit out. Um, Vince McMahon, probably on the worst there as well, um, but I did try and keep it to two months worth of run, so you can actually rate something <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's why I left yeah. some Vince and a few other guys who had very very short ones out because um, you could you could have had 10 to 12 su- on there um, yeah exactly exactly. I'm surprised you never get any of the fucking marks oh the fucking Pedro Morales <laughs> even I mean, though I'm only 22 like nobody fucking oh, watched so this one to be honest <laughs> um, Chris Jericho only held that title once as well um, I know he had the world heavyweight title but that was obviously through his undisputed reign and stuff like that um, I mean you could say that was a decent enough run as well um, yeah so who, who's the best and worst for you? Would you would you say Diesel worst, Eddie best? Or? Uh, Diesel worst, Eddie best. Yeah. yeah. Um, second place where I went to the Miz is the best. Yeah, well, I would have went for GBL as my best. Um, I really, really enjoyed GBL. Your best. I really enjoyed his run, and a lot of people don't <laughs> and don't recall it very well. But I thought he was a fantastic heel champion at the time, um, and holding the belt for as long as he did, you couldn't all wait for him to drop it. And it worked really, really well. And Cena took it and. Got over mega, so I, I quite enjoyed that one, but he's still their own. 
Uh, so back to the show uh, and backstage. But who was your? Who, sorry, who was your worst? Uh, Surely Kevin Nash. That's got to be decent. I mean, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, mean I can't stand Kevin Nash, and I. Uh, but I mean, I think he was. I think he like, in terms of on paper, was the worst as well. In terms of like, like, uh, like money drawn, like, like yeah. and... the, fa- the fact that he also won it in an eight second squash against Backlund as yeah. well, kind of. Chris Backlund yeah. was a charm, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, and that was ninety five. Wow. <laughs> uh, so backstage, ECW locker room, uh, they celebrate RVD's win um, with a very, very. Um, manufactured uh, RVD ECW chant uh, <laughs> Heyman comes into <laughs> shot uh, saying one down one to go and they're basically plugging the Extreme Lumberjack match later on between Cena and Sabu um, I cannot wait for a big game of Spot the Jobbers yep <laughs> oh my next up oh yes uh, Kane versus Imposter Kane remember this angle I can't blame you if you fucking don't uh, what say you Stuart <laughs> uh, the lack of heat for the entrances tells you everything you need to know about the upcoming contest. Yeah. So a man from Kane's past that Kane allegedly knows and says is more dangerous than him um, has become the imposter Kane has been decimating him for a few weeks. Um, the match was basically these two guys matching each other move for move. I should point out the guy under the mask of imposter Kane was the future Festus. You may know him as Luke Gallows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there'll be... I must say he does a decent job of impersonating Kane. Uh, in terms of moveset, absolutely. Yeah, like your mannerisms um, and stuff like that, the way he moves in the ring. I thought, the, I thought it could have been Kane. The physique, um, yeah, the physique's not quite no. Uh, I did, I popped for the, the old school theme. Love it. Uh, the old school Kane theme, though. Uh, that was that was good stuff. Um, that was a bit the highest. I think after the last two matches that we had, the crowd were already quite sort of coming down a wee bit. And the fact that this yeah. match had no heat, it was more of a piss pick than anything else. It absolutely was. Um, there was one thing that caught my attention in this match, though, was uh, Festus laying in. The, some fucking hard and stiff right hands to mm. Kane. This, they just sounded good, man, because they just slapped the shit out of his face. Okay, well. Uh, crowd, are, crowd are absolutely dead. No Let's make it a big awkward slam off the top. Uh, they were looking awkward. for the superplex and it just sort of, like, Gallows were already standing on the top and it was like, Kane just fucking mm-hmm. threw him the fucking go. <laughs> That's been twice today. I don't know if the ropes are slippy. Um, I I absolutely no interest at the time. Uh, hated it then, hated it now, and probably always will hate yeah, it. Yeah, Imposter um, Kane gets the win to zero ovation in seven minutes. Uh, I said, yeah, you can you can actually hear the like the crowd having conversations with each other. You can actually hear people just talking. Uh, <laughs> uh, says bad. Talk about man. a flop storyline. Uh, it was kind of the next night as Kane pulled the mask off the big man and threw him out the back door. Yeah. Could this have worked, or was it just nope. shit from the get go? Nope. No. No. no, no. I mean, I, I think the idea was for Kane to take time off and they wanted to keep the Kane character on TV. Like, just fucking give him a break, man, and bring him back. You'll get, yeah. you get more fucking reaction when he comes back. It's, it's been done with fucking Undertaker yeah. already. Like, what, 14 years before this or something? Like that? Aye. Or 10 years before? Aye. Aye, 12. Mm. Come on. Yeah. Get you creative, come on. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So we're into our next contest. It's the Extreme Lumberjack match. John Cena versus Sabu. Um, promo package showing the rivalry between Cena and Heyman here. Uh, sort of Mr. WWE, Cena taking on ECW and their army of extremists. Um, it's time for everyone's favourite game show. You heard, you've heard a crime watch. It's time for a jobber watch. Uh, mm-hmm. Extreme edition. So from ECW as the Lumberjacks, <laughs> we have Stevie Richards, Balls Mahoney, Roadkill, Al Snow, Sandman, Nunzio, Just Incredible, and Tommy Dreamer. Stuart, what's your favourite roadkill match? Oh, <laughs> eh. <laughs> there's, there's so many to pick. <laughs> uh, Is that the guy that looks like a, an Amish yeah. gentleman? Absolutely not. <laughs> no recollection. Before the introduction of the suicidal, homicidal, genocidal, death defying Sabu, um, thoughts on Sabu? Uh, Car crash, man. I mean, surely the see definition of maniac. <laughs> see, see what Flair said about Foley. Copy and paste. Yeah. Uh, Lola says um, a walking scar, and it could not be more right. Yes, man. Holy <laughs> shit! Look at the stadium. Bodies and bits. Uh-huh. Uh, they never used gimmick barbed wire in ECW. No. Uh, Job watch from Raw. Uh, Val Venus, who's still there apparently. Um, Chief Morley. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Stryker, Rob Conway, Gene Snitsky, Viscera, Trevor Murdoch, Charlie Haas, who was unrecognisable, and Lance slash Garrison K, the most of one who's being called here. 
He was being called Severus Snape. Did you see the snake <laughs> in the bathroom? <laughs> He's dyed his hair jet black, man. He looks like Snape. Texas Bradshaw <laughs> with a goatee. <laughs> black Shack, Black Jack Bradshaw. Man, what the fuck is John Cena doing in the middle of all these cunts, man? Holy Stop shit. Stop trying to bring guys up, man. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Holy Did you shit. like his shiner that John Cena was sporting? Uh, I think the ECW guys was, have buffed yeah. him up at some point in this feud. <laughs> he, um... I think he got a wee sore one at one night stand, mm, did he not? Perhaps, yeah. But uh, it, looked, it looked good. <laughs> Aye, he's been through the wars, old John. Mr. Angry Face was on. Um, Sabu, Pearl Harbor's John as he gets in the ring. Um, she needs a kendo stick from the Sandman on the outside, which does not fucking miss. Uh, the one spot that your Sandman <laughs> can do. Sabu gets his special chair in the ring and uses it for a springboard moonsault, getting about halfway across the ring, which is admittedly quite nice. Um, the Arabian face buster from the corner with the chair across Cena's face was also pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, Cena fires up, but as he starts to sort of get ready to go, the ECW and the guys start brawling on the outside. He decides he's going to go and F you, uh, Steve Richards, over the barricade before turning into a flying chair which wraps around his fucking neck. And he's like, how, how, how bad did that look? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they tend to put Cena through a table, but he returns with a Kindle stick, uh, cutting off the die from Sabu. Flying chair to the face oh. to even the score on Sabu. If you use him um, on the outside, on the table, which he nearly dies from, uh, barely hits it. Nasty. Very that was nasty. the old sinking yep. through the teeth, wasn't it? Oh, ah, not good. Um, sort of just snaps the end off the table. Similar to the one they did with Ray as well, where just the corner came mm-hmm. off. New York with tables. Yep. Um, Lawler pisses himself laughing at this, which I just thought was brilliant because he, he hates ECWs. <laughs> he like, always has. <laughs> legit, legit. Yeah, this is ah! I thought it was brilliant. Uh, Sabu gets locked in the STAF, and we get quite a cool visual actually with all the ECW guys, their hands are coming out in the ring, but they're all guys are sort of stopping them from getting in there. I thought that was quite nice. Um, yeah. Cena wins, just under seven minutes. Sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, it wasn't horrendous. Yeah. It just it didn't do anything for me. Um, the best that I can say is that it only went six and a half minutes, so that's not too bad at all. Um, there's going to be a lot of credit to John Cena coming in this next statement. Uh, I imagine he is number one in the company at the minute, and he's in the ring by a guy like this, mm-hmm. and he's actually and he's getting involved in and he's, he's taking a lot. Yeah, what a pro, man! What an yeah. absolute professional. I mean, by, um, by no means a good match here, but as you said, like Cena was over, all the madness going on. I think it worked really well to bring the crowd up again after what we'd seen before uh, with the K yeah. match as well, and get them ready for the main event. It worked for that for me. Um, I think that was that was the point of it, putting it there. Um, I fair enough. Um, backstage B segment Cena bumps into RVD uh, basically plugging a match for Raw the next night which get people to tune in fair enough um, mm-hmm. so now it's time <laughs> for your 5 on 2 handicap main event <sighs> yep um, Sean, and, uh, Sean and Hunter here warming up for their uh, 2019 retirement tour here <laughs> fucking hell there is grown men in this crowd still doing crotch chops fucking hell <laughs> it's 2006 lads Get a fucking grip of yourselves. The story leads from Vince McMahon and HBK's storyline. Um, Vince using the numbers of the Spirit Squad. He's basically caused havoc on Sean. Triple H sort of help, tries to help him out. It backfires on McMahon. DX are reunited. Um, they make a lot of hell from McMahon, mocking him, embarrassing him. Um, they did have some gold through these segments, but some absolute nonsense as well. Um, the Spirit Squad. Um, annoying male cheer, cheerleaders, easy for me to say. Uh, Irritating by all means, the perfect heel group. <laughs> uh, I, I'll admit it, I fucking love the Spirit Squad. Um, it's just, I mean, they're just absolutely goofy bastards. So obnoxious, uh, <laughs> just for it. Yeah, they've got, but they've got some nice comedy spots, but they've also got some nice, like, uh, five-man moves, which is, you don't see too much. Yeah. You know, they, so they all pick a limb and just launch them at, like, 20 feet in the air. Fantastic. And just crashes it. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, they're actually, they're all not too bad in the they're ring. They're all good athletes. Even at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, that boy, um, the boy Nicky, he reminds me of someone. Uh, I think he could be a future champion for uh, <laughs> this, this company. Is that the uh, Nick Nemeth there? <laughs> I believe it is. God knows what happened to him. Um, speaking of Nicky, uh, <laughs> did you like uh, the, the HBK and Triple H and the Rock, Paper, Scissors? Uh, I thought it was hilarious. Like, <laughs> just sort of standing there, like a couple of wins. Like, who's going in first? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 it should be funny, but I kind of look past the fact that it's DX in 2006. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't like Triple H and Michaels in this capacity together because it just looks sad. It's like the fucking, it's like the 20 year old that still hangs about high schools, you know what I mean? Still mm-hmm. think he's cool. And oh, it's like, 
oh, it's got the cringe factor about 20. Mm. Holy fuck. I don't... So, basically, a large chunk of the match early on, DX is just running all, over the, all five of them, um, yeah. using their um, prowess, if you like. Um, Johnny, uh, he gets a busted nose, the blood is pissing out of his face. Um, he pulls out his martial, martial arts headband and does his best X-Pac impression. <laughs> uh, I think... I think they should have maybe a change to done that spot after he got his nose broke because mm. uh, I think it looked stupid with the blood pitching at his nose. Yeah, it wasn't as funny. It was like he's, he's stuck a sore one. Uh, he's genuinely hurt here. Yeah. Um, I, I, I missed how he gets split over. I, I, I was just, probably just a right hand, to be honest with you. But, uh, I was going to say, I think it was a mere right hand. He's got a Roman nose. Um, <laughs> so Michael's basically looks up and says, fuck that, tags in Triple H. Um, I, I like that karate push, man, it's funny. Um, uh, a fucking house show ball looks for me, man. Johnny's balls meets the ring post, courtesy of HBK. Uh, actually, basically, because it's a hunt on the show and beating him up for a while until the tables turn. Um, that future uh, Nicky, <laughs> future Dolph Ziggler, takes a tumble. <laughs> uh, he gets tossed over the ring post, which I thought was quite a close call. Um, he sort of says, leapfrog it, and he wasn't far away from it. Yeah. I was like, oh. um, thankfully, he cleared it. After a while, um, Sean's taking a beating, hot tag on the game, he comes in, clears the house, um, <laughs> Kenny tries to run up and his flat, flat on his arse, the clumsy bastard. <laughs> I, I just I had to pause and laugh. It was, it just, the, there's a camera right behind Triple H, and you see Kenny and you see his face as he tumbles. I was like, oh, you clumsy bastard. <laughs> um, basically, um, Spirit Squad take themselves out of the equation. Uh, Triple H has a pedigree on Kenny and gets the win. This match goes 17.45. Five minutes too long. Um, <laughs> I fucking hell. <laughs> I was done after three. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, far too long. It should not have been an event. Um, and after the belt, Mitch gets his head rammed up Triple H's ass. You didn't think we'd get out of this show without a Triple H special, eh? <laughs> Arse mm. out. Um, nah, what a fucking yeah. pish, man. Uh, I was I was doubly upset because I thought this was the, the elimination matchup. Uh, that was Saturday night's main event, 33, which is next month. Mm-hmm. The, see when they get eliminated, they get put into the kind of cage at ringside one by one. Yeah. Um, also, they dropped out there as well, but this is what I thought that match was, uh, and it, yeah, I was disappointed twice. I uh, it was this was poor. Um, I mean, DX were over at the very least. Um, let's, just, let's just go into the recap, shall we? <laughs> um, <laughs> What's your thoughts, Mark? <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy the pay per view overall. Um, Orton Angle did the job. Um, Umaga and Eugene was quick, got Umaga over, so that worked. No idea what they were doing with Kamala there. <laughs> I don't know if he just couldn't take a fucking bump so they say to stay, leave it there. Um, Rick Flair and Foley, I thought it was poor. Um, that was what it was. Uh, Kane and Imposter Kane, move on. Um, flip a coin between either of those three matches for worst match of the night. In terms of Cena and Sabu, I thought it was fun. I thought it was okay in the middle there. Um, the main event, should have cut a good few minutes off of that. Um, probably shouldn't have been on last, so those two were meh for me and he had the IC title match which I thought was brilliant the WWE title match was really really good um, toss a coin for the best as well so uh, overall C for me some good some bad some in between so right down the middle uh, I've also given it a C um, I think the opening match could have been better mm-hmm. but you will always find me saying that with a cut angle match seeing less it's like his highest quality match I'm always going to be disappointed with um, again it's it's to do with who he's... That's his own standard, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, this is him coming to the end. He's of the B run, so fair enough. If he's running it and he's running it and he's got, he's got some stuff going on in the background, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, Amaga squash wasn't really a match. Uh, fuck Jim Duggan. <laughs> uh, the Flair match wasn't too bad. Um, I just don't think the dance partner was right for Flair. Um, I didn't think him and Foley mixed well together. Uh, the IC match was... The only real kind of touch a touch of uh, class wrestling. Um, oh, you're saying that? They did, yeah, they oh, did, I'd, I'd say Edge and RVD yeah. was pretty good, man. It's it's a nice spot. Different kind of match, it, you know. Yeah, it's some nice spots, but it didn't absolutely blow me away. And it was also in the middle of the card. Uh, Kane match was shit. Uh, Cena deserves better. And uh, in typical fashion on this podcast, it seems a main event containing fucking terrorizing that was absolutely bollocks. <laughs> we kind of got away from it. It was all Mysterio syndrome. Maybe we've had a few without Mysterio. Fucking Triple H showing us up. Um, so that was that was Vengeance 2006. Uh, as I said, I thought it was okay. Um, so next week we'll be doing this year's Backlash pay-per-view. Um, we will bear witness to Apollo Crews versus Dolph Ziggler. 
Braun Strowman versus Miz and Morrison. Um, our boy Drew is going to be in there against Bobby Lashley. And, of course, the Whopper contest. Better than Flair and Steamboat. Okada Omega who? The latest, the match that we'll all be talking about, the greatest wrestling match ever is what they're billing it. Edge versus Randy Orton. I thought you were going to say Asuka and Nia Jax. No, that's genuinely what they're, they're billing this match. <laughs> I find it funny that they're actually calling it. It's like So... But greatest wrestling match ever is actually on the marquee. It's on the fucking poster. Yeah. So every match that gets advertised says greatest wrestling match ever in the background, which I find hilarious that Nia Jax on it. <laughs> if she's not sacked by then, anyway. Um, that's all the matches that have been announced just now, I think, actually. I don't think that's yeah. been announced yet. Um, no, it has. has, uh, it? has right. it. So yep. that'll be on there. Um, so we'll see what else comes of that show. Um, Injuries, problem. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're not kidding. So, thanks for coming on, Stuart. Again, that was that was good fun. Uh, it was a pleasure watching wrestling with you, Mark. Uh, we'll be back next week, but until then, take care.